threat of disaster is never pleasant. Welcome to the Casual Preppers Podcast. These safety measures are essential. The only place for prepping, survival, and entertainment. This will be your source of survival instructions and information. Every member of the family must be coached in the business of survival. Here are your hosts, Cam and Kobe. How's it going? This is a philosophical podcast. We're living up to our category in iTunes today. Um, what are we talking about, Cameron? L- little did you know you were <laughs> listening to philosophy every yes. week. Uh-huh. Um, speaking of philosophy, hmm? we're going to talk about psychology hmm. of survival. Yeah, we could call it the philosophy of survival, too. Yeah, we call it whatever we want. <laughs> yeah, we do whatever we want here. It's just how we operate. This isn't right? a mindless banner. This is the real deal. This is the real deal, yeah. But yeah, we're going to talk about like what it takes to survive and mm-hmm. what it does mentally and ways yeah. you can prepare and what to expect. We're going to just help you through the yeah. survival event. It's all like this is it's all about your head in this one. Mm-hmm. It's all about how you think. Yeah. And how you prepare and mentally. That's you exactly, know what I mean, yeah. right? That's what we're talking about. So we're excited about that. Uh, hopefully we've prepared mentally for this. I don't, I don't know, know about that. I don't know about that either. But I got to tell you about this. Most subscription boxes are full of samples and junk that you'll just never use. But think not, about it. Think about it. Mentally prepare for this remind, message. Remind. But not Battle Box. It is the monthly subscription box for men, women, children, dogs, cats, everything. Full of solid gear for adventure seekers, survivalists, outdoor enthusiasts, and casual preppers. That's us, Cameron. Each month, BattleBox sends you the coolest selection of hand-picked outdoor survival and everyday carry gear, all valued at far more than what you normally pay. You never know what's in the next box. That's the fun of it, Cameron. You just don't know what's coming. No, and that is great. It's it's awesome. Here is a sampling of what users received this last month. The Extreme Weather Survival Manual. Mm. It's a beautiful manual. The yeah. other manual, the same company. Yeah, Outdoor same thing. Outdoor Life. Yeah. It's freaking awesome. They're great books. Get to the point. Yeah, you put it on your coffee table, and it's conversation starter, and you get <laughs> a little bit in your brain about how to survive something, right? It's great. Yeah. And then they got the Topps Knives Poker. Mmm. Poker. Poker. All this badassness starts at just 30 bucks a month. They've shipped almost 1 trillion boxes and one Best Men's subscription box of 2017 our listeners get a free knife when you sign up at trybattlebox.com slash casualpreppers. That is trybattlebox.com slash casualpreppers. Get your first battle box plus a free knife. But you have to go to trybattlebox.com slash casualpreppers. Cam actually put a, um, a photo up on the Instagrams or something the other day of all these cool tents that he's gotten from Battlebox. Uh, yep. Right? They're great. They are. Yeah. Yeah, so. How cool is you get a freaking tent yeah. sent to you and you didn't know it was coming? Tent sent. <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. I wanted to tell you about one other thing, Cameron, that yeah. I am extremely excited about. I, am too. I can't even tell you, like, I'm almost giddy about how much fun this is going to be. It's something called Phenomicon. And lo and behold, it's coming to Vernal, Vernal, Utah. Yeah. Because you of know what? Places. Vernal is like the epicenter of phenomenon things. UFOs are made here. Yeah, every it's like made in Vernal, it says on the bottom of every UFO. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. So we're excited about this, mostly because we're going. Hell Cam? Yeah. Yes. So let me I'm gonna read this a little bit. Uina Basin announces the first annual Phenomicon conference to be held in Vernal, Utah. This is September 9th through the eleventh of this year. Okay, Um, for over a century, the Uinta Basin has been making headlines with paranormal sightings, activity, including cattle mutilations, mutilations, (laughs) 
<laughs> UFOs, Bigfoot, obviously. Oh my god! Right, and I everything. hope he's there. I there's, what if he showed up? Well, I, like all you this never fog know. just comes in yeah. on the stage, yeah. and Bigfoot walks out, yeah, blinking lights. And, <laughs> yeah, take a picture. Um, it's there's gonna be so much cool stuff, and all the people there are just like, (laughs) (laughs) everybody knocking on wood and shit. It's gonna be awesome. So there's been a couple of TV series that have been made right here in our hometown. The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, obviously, Skinwalker Ranch is humongous, right? And then there's also the Mystery of Blind Frog Ranch. That's another one that happens right here. We haven't talked about that one. We haven't talked about it. Maybe we should one day. But there's going to be people speaking from the secret of Skinwalker Ranch, Blind Frog Ranch. Uh, We've got um, George Knapp is coming. How cool is that? So if you guys want to go, go to phenomicon.net, get your tickets, and come out. You can say hi to us because we're going to be there. We're going to be there with our press passes on and just super excited to kind of hear and see what we're going to hear and see. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So uh, I'm excited about it. Dude, I'm so excited. Been dreaming about Stoked. it. Stoked. <laughs> Listener reviews starts now. This one made me chuckle. Did it? When Did. I read it the other day. <laughs> yeah. So it says, bugged out, bro. Uh-huh. Hook hand equipped, Tashanka prepared, and Billy Butthole on speed dial. <laughs> Thanks for keeping me laughing and survived, fellas. <laughs> Billy Butthole on speed Grace dial. Grace McBee. Ah, thank you, Grayson. Um, Billy Butt. Billy Butt home speed now. <laughs> yep. Uh, if you guys want to be a part of this portion of the podcast, go to iTunes, go to Facebook, go to the Kindle book on Amazon. Leave us a five-star review and make it awesome. It's a mad, mad world. Speaking of reviews, though, real quick. Yeah. That post that you did on, like, what do you think Cam's talking oh, yeah. about on the phone? There's <laughs> some freaking funny ones. There are some good ones on. I don't know why the one made me laugh the hardest. It's like searching for hot sprinklers in your area. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> hot totally sprinkler like, heads in your yeah. area. That's right. <laughs> that is yeah. totally something you'd see, like, some yeah. ad on the internet. There were some other ones, like, making an intro for his OnlyFans yeah. page. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, you guys are a bunch of funny sons of bees. Yeah, it was good stuff. I really liked but, it. But, yeah, that was great. Um, go ahead. Okay, yeah. Uh, Mad Mad World. Um, this article is awesome in several different ways, but the no- the headline reads, Russia building two doomsday planes following Putin's orders. Really? Doomsday planes, yes. So, r- Russia... Following food and disorders. <laughs> well, like, that, maybe that too. What is that? <laughs> um, Russian President Vladimir Putin has directed the construction of two new so-called doomsday planes that would function as... One for my wife, one for me. Yeah. Actually, these are mine, these are my backup. (laughs) I got two. Uh, That would function as command and control centers in the event of a devastating nuclear conflict. The aircraft are meant to ferry Russia's top leadership to safety in the event of an attack and allow them to remain in touch with the armed forces. The planes are accompanied by fighter jets and are windowless, save for the cockpit. Wow. Obviously, they, you don't want you looking in there and seeing Russia doing, you know, doing what he does, <laughs> did, eating his soup. or windows on the yeah. Russian plane. <laughs> you don't know what's happening inside a Russian doomsday plane, and no. you probably don't want to know. No. Uh, the state-run agency RIA Novosti reported Monday that the construction on the first of the two aircraft is underway in the central Russian city of Verona's, uh, the report noted that the construction of a third aircraft is also a possibility. Here's the thing that I really enjoyed. Uh, this past December, one of the current doomsday planes was broken into and stripped of electronic equipment while undergoing maintenance at an airfield in Taganrog in southern <laughs> Russia. <laughs> while authorities suspected the crime was committed by common thieves who sought precious metals like gold and platinum, 
contained on the equipment, the theft was an embarrassing security breach for the Kremlin. Good freak. Yeah. Your doomsday plane is like looted. <laughs> yeah. It's like that is not good news. No. You know I what can't I mean? Believe that sounds like uh no way. Yeah, so they had some, and now they're like, right, we better build some new ones now. <laughs> These ones, they don't have a radio in them anymore. <laughs> they took the Just wheels. Just take off on the doomsday planes with a bunch of stowaways. No, they're, they're on blocks out on the airstrip. Uh, these wires are probably needed, right? <laughs> they're like holding a bunch of wires. Um, so anyways. That's pretty funny. I thought that was good. You got to get a club on that thing so no one get it, you know, drive. Yeah. So. <laughs> they just put tires on it. Tank tracks. Yeah, I know. It's just huh? a plane that turns into a tank. Yeah. Um. This isn't quite Mad Mad World, but I thought okay. it was interesting. Did you hear about the uh, accident with the space station? No, I didn't hear that. So the Russians docked with their Nauka uh, aircraft or uh-huh. their spaceship and accidentally fired the thrusters, <laughs> and it put, it put it into a spin. <laughs> what? And so they, like, they knew that they figured NASA that it was like a 45-degree spin, but yeah. it actually was 540 degrees, so it spun around oh <laughs> almost twice. Uh, we accidentally hit the uh, wrong button. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. And um, But anyways, yeah, so... Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine the space station just spiraling out of control into the atmosphere? That'd or something be bad like news. That? Um, but yeah, they, uh, they quickly got it under control and they don't know <laughs> what the Russians, what, what accident that was, but the, NASA and the astronauts did say they're like, the Russians are amazing to work with and they've been great. And so it's just an accident that happened. But anyways, um, I just was like, that's pretty interesting to think, uh, if what, what would happen if that space station just like I don't know, got man. loose? And it's like, it would be nuts. Sp- Torpedoing into the They're freaking... probably just like, you think I could spin this thing all the way around? What do you think? <laughs> I know. <It's> vodka. <laughs> you give me all MREs for a week, huh? Let's see what happens. Watch this. <laughs> Ice cream mine for the rest of the week. Give me uh, 5% power and yeah. turn it off. Okay. And spin. go. I guess it wasn't noticeably like to the astronauts. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you're completely discombobulated up there. Anyway. Oh, you think? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I thought the earth was on the other side. Um, Wait, are we spinning? Yeah, there is no up and down. But yeah, anyways. Crazy, Not necessarily a mad, mad world, but an interesting world we live in. So uh, the the episode today is on the psychology of survival. We could have called it several other things. It sounds like a class that you would skip in college. 101. Psychology of survival 101. I'm not going to attend that. I'm just going to take the test. Yeah. Um, But we're kind of talking about you know, your headspace right up in here. Yeah. You know, how you get ready yeah. for, um, you know, SHTF or a survival situation. And because there's so many aspects mentally that you have to be ready for in yeah. lots of different situations. So we're like, let's let's kind of talk about what those things are and, you know, how to approach it and the things to think about before you're getting in. Right. And you're thinking crazy stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I And, like, the books that I've been reading are the like real life scenarios of survival like yeah. uh, the endurance and the uh um unbreakable and things like that mm-hmm. the, i've gone through all this crazy survival stuff and and what they've always found is that typically they're like the optimistic type of people you know they're yeah. positive thinkers and mm-hmm. they just think through these problems and it just shows you like the massive amount of effect that the mind has yeah. Over like all the other aspects. So we figured we'd better talk about it. Um, so yeah, you know, in a survival scenario, you want to live, you want to keep going, you know, you want, 
you know, who, how do you determine whether or not somebody, not that you're going to be determining, he's not going to make it. He's going to make it. <laughs> yeah. I could probably tell you a lot of people that probably won't oh, make it. Oh, yeah. I've got but, a list. But, you know, it comes down to like, you know, is it the best skills? Is it mm-hmm. the strongest person, desire to live, some of the biggest balls, and biggest guns, <laughs> biggest caliber gun, two, two, three. bestest bug out vehicle? Yeah. Um, it it doesn't always come down to all those things. Those things play a part, but mm-hmm. it hugely plays, uh, the psych side of it plays a role. Yeah. Um, so just, I just think, figured a basic quick rundown of like the body's reaction to stress. Sure. Um, fight or flight. It's been in us since the beginning of time. You know, we've evolved mm. into the ability to to react to threats and danger. So what happens? You know, um, now we just we, have this biology one hundred and one real quick. We just have perpetual anxiety now. Basically, right, that's yeah. our fight or flight. It's like always medicine, one hundred percent anxiety. Such that's so freaking true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, um, the body, what how it reacts to stress and anxiety is that fight or flight and you know, basic, I'm not going to go into super detail on yeah. this, but you know, some of the things that happen in the way your body changes, the blood vessels constrict mm. to review, to reduce blood flow to like the extremities in case of injury, also to fuel the blood flow to the brain, mm. but also, or not the brain, sorry, um, to your vital organs, organs, like your, uh, your lungs and your kidney function. And all that starts to change a bit though. And it does the critical ones for the fight or flight, mostly the physical aspect is where it's going. Sorry, mm-hmm. that's what I meant to say. Because um, the brain does get a little bit hindered in that aspect. Yeah. Just because of these hormones, the adrenal glands are secreting cortisol and epinephrine. You're not made to think, you're made to f- like f- to run. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what happens. And so, and we'll get into this more, but the whole the whole idea of when your brain is not getting the blood flow that it needs because you're just trying to get away. You're not going to make the critical thinking. Yeah. So if you don't have that, 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 uh, natural instinct and training and, you know, muscle, mm-hmm. uh, what's that? What's that word? Muscle the, memory. Muscle memory. Yeah. yeah I if you don't about have that, that all set up and like you've gone through the training, you know what to do, <laughs> then you don't have to think, you don't have to worry because mm-hmm. it's been proven many times, like under stress and under like these circumstances, that the cortical thinking and the critical thinking aspect just kind of falls apart. Yeah. And so you've got to have the, the ability to have this stuff in play. You got to know how and what you're doing beforehand. And you have to prepare for this too mentally because you, you're really not going to make the best decisions if you haven't prepared yeah. beforehand. And so that's kind of what we were going to talk about is the mental aspect, preparing beforehand, preparing during and things to like, control that stress and anxiety during a survival scenario yeah i mean i think one of the biggest things depending on what your situation is in a survival situation in an shdf situation is the quick response right because a lot of times it's like you have got to immediately act or it could be life or death yeah it is almost like a fight or flight um thing so being able to respond quickly decisively and correctly in an emergency scenario is super critical but it's like how do you do that how do you get ready for that and i think that you know um, just getting yourself mentally ready for such a situation being like, think about it. A lot of people, they don't like, they should don't I want, they just, I they, yeah, they don't want to even consider what, yeah. what could happen. No, they don't. Right. There's too much anxiety involved in exactly. it. Exactly. So even like, considering it. You know, uh, it's just gonna, how I'll figure it out when it happens yeah. or 
somebody will help me through it. You can't. That is the exact Those are the ones way. that are going to not survive. Exactly, yeah. So the nice thing about being a prepper is that's basically what we do, right? We're looking at all of these different situations, these things that could happen, and we say, okay, you know, if this happens, if the power goes out, or, you know, if I'm in a car wreck, or if uh, a volcano erupts, or, you know, we've thought about it mentally beforehand, so when yeah. it comes down to it, at least we're not shocked by the situation. Like, okay, I've thought about this. Right. These are the things that I've thought about that I can do in this situation. You know, maybe you haven't specifically prepared for an asteroid strike or whatever it is, but you know what I mean? I have. You have. Yeah, absolutely. And it's going to be a space station strike yeah. <laughs> coming through. Spinning, coming right for your house. <laughs> um, but we've thought about these scenarios. We've thought about these situations, and that helps you once you get into that situation that your brain is like, okay, I kind of remember us thinking about this thing. Yeah. Now yeah. let's calm down and just go with our plan. And when we like mentioned it during COVID too, like the start of yes, like what people were buying a ton of stuff that they had no plan to yeah. do anything with. It was panic. Like, I just I know people are buying a bunch of toilet paper. I'm going to go buy a toilet yeah. paper. I know that people are buying a bunch of frozen meat. They don't have any plan around it though. No, they, what, they don't even have a place to put it. They're just making these rash decisions because they're they scared. A plastic bag full of gasoline. <laughs> exactly. You know, people just lose their freaking mind. Yeah, they're making rash decisions because they're scared, because they're panicked, and they're not thinking clearly. They're just like, oh, okay, I got to get something. I'm here. Yeah, I got to get something. You know what I mean? So. Um, that's why we do things like emergency plans, right? Because, okay, if it happens, even if I'm not thinking 100% clearly, I can say, oh, wait, we have a plan. Let me look at it. Let's all look at it. Let's take two seconds. Let's look at it. Okay. I wrote this down. This is what we're going to do. Um, the kids know what to do. Um, mentally, you're, you're ready for there's it. There's going to be stress. There, and don't but matter what. There's no way you're going to be like, I'm completely calm, volcano, yeah. the lava's coming. Yeah. We're good. But it gives you, yeah, a way, easier way to, like, clearly think through Exactly. Something. And I even remember, like, when COVID, when it got super serious and they started, like, canceling school, I was scared. Like, I, was I, I felt that fear. But like, at least... Kids are going to be home. Yeah. I don't want them home. 24 hours a day they're going to be here. <laughs> you know, and that stress starts to build up. But no, I even us being who we are talking about this stuff all the time, it still hits you mentally and yeah. you still feel the, these, the psychological effects of it. Like, holy shit, this yeah, you is happening. still feel it right yeah, now. Like, exactly. I'm seeing people that yeah. went over the top stressed out that are still yep. suffering the consequences. And But, but you know, again, the, the more you're ready for those situations, the more you can quickly respond in the correct manner and, and not the incorrect manner, right. which which a lot of people did, right? Um, in in us as preppers, I think the reason why we're preppers is because maybe we've thought about the consequences of not being ready. Yeah, right. We've thought about that, and so that's why we're like, I don't like thinking about not being ready right. for those situations. So I'm going to prepare, and that's obviously preparing gear and, and plans and all this stuff. But also, you, you're you're preparing mentally so that. Like we said, you know, uh, the psych part of it all is kind of all the in place. The mental part is totally overlooked. Yeah. And really, some people, some preppers, are actually almost excited when those things happen. And not that that's a great thing, right? They're they're almost waiting for an event that they can kind of, okay, this is my time. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, go. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. And so in those events, they're going to be the people that have their heads straight and and they aren't hesitating and they're exactly. doing the things they need to do. Right. Um, and it, like, I, like I said, it, it could be those quick decisions that, that save your life or, or your family's life or somebody around you. Yeah. Right. So fear, if, fear and confusion 
um, it can and will kill you in the right situation. You know, being mentally, physically, and emotionally prepared for the right quick response is going to be a key to your survival. So, um, and, and I keep thinking about this too, in those situations, you're going to want to be the person that is kind of like, people are asking what to do. That's, that's what I hate. I don't want to be in a situation where I don't know what to do and I'm asking somebody and I'm, I'm like, well, maybe the government's going to come on and tell us what we need to do. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'm going to hear from the guy down the street because he seems to have his head on straight. Maybe mm-hmm. he's going to tell us what to do. You don't want to be waiting for somebody no. to give you the answers, right? Yeah. You got to be the one, like, you've got it ready in your mind. But you have Facebook. You got Facebook. That's true. So. There's a lot of people on Facebook that know what the hell they're doing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's crazy. It's I, awesome. I had no idea there's It's awesome. smart people. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Experts in everything. And another thing that Cam mentioned is the muscle memory, right? Um, you know, and we as preppers, remember these? Yeah, exactly. Remember this? Um, we love gear, right? Like I like it's my favorite thing in the world is all the gear, and that gear is super useful. Yeah, as long as you've prepared to use it and you know yeah. how to use it, and you aren't going through a manual trying to figure out how to use it in um, a survival scenario, right? Um, So I think that's part of this mental side of survival is having this information in your brain, kind of that muscle memory of how to use some of this gear. It has to be second nature. Yeah. Because, you know, whether that's uh, something like self-defense, again, you don't want to be looking up how to block a punch on YouTube as a punch is coming. Yeah. You need to have that um, already. The Matrix can't download it. <laughs> yeah. Get, like, That'd be you know, so awesome. That would be cool. But you you kind of have to have that muscle memory. It has to be in your brain, you know, or even if it's as simple as putting on a gas mask in a situation where it's so critical. You've done it before. You yeah. know how your mask works. It's in your brain. It's muscle memory. Boom, I'm going to put it on, right? Yeah. Um, or even that sort of that mental checklist as an event is unfolding that you're like, okay, you know, I know I need to contact my wife or whatever this person. I need to I need to secure my water. I need to get fuel. I need to get medicine. Yeah. It's all part of that mental, that mental, you know, psychology of survival you have that in you already you're not panicking and that's just part of you and it's going right into action as as shit goes down yeah right and like kobe was saying when that when we started hearing things were starting to shut down and things like that like there wasn't much effort for me just immediately think i need to get more water yeah and just top it off yeah and these like and it's not like i was panicking about it i was just like it's a good idea and yes. i was you know you could calmly just go through those things that you've talked about forever and ever yeah. and done well and that's the mental prepare you were mentally prepared for it because you like you knew what what things had to be yeah. done and we right? talked about our worst fear of all things yeah, was like a pandemic yeah. and what people will do so it was like okay yeah. i've seen it you know obviously <laughs> dramatized on, yeah, sure. on movies but at the same time you don't know if it's going to be that way and thinking yeah. like i don't want to be involved in that <laughs> like kind of <laughs> exactly just like take care of things ahead of time and, and i don't know how many people like texted me or asked me like okay what should i do what should i get <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. they just didn't know yeah i'm like well what do you need to live yeah. for the next two weeks you should know that yeah. they panic right there's no the the, the thought processes start to they do crumble they do. Because they're panicking. And and they it's usually like a ways into, you're like, what yeah. do you want this now? You're just trying to figure that oh, out. Oh, I need to a paper. Yeah. I <laughs> know. <laughs> you're going to have to deal with it, man. Um, another aspect of this uh, on the psych side is situational awareness. And we've talked yeah. about this uh, a few times, but this is something that 
it's kind of on the mental side. It's kind of on the skill set side. And it's something that not necessarily always in a survival situation. This is kind of an everyday thing, but it's especially crucial. There's a lot in this. Yeah, there's so much. We thought about doing a whole thing on this. Yeah, but it's especially crucial in a survival situation, this situational awareness. So basically um, what it is is, you know, you're mentally assessing your current surroundings. You're mentally assessing your situation. Um, every time you get into a new area or a new situation, right? Yeah. Um, and, and that's hard to do sometimes, especially if, if you're you're in an emergency situation, right? right? But you have to think about it. Um, you know, it, it's the easiest way to, to think about it is, you know, maybe you are at a restaurant, somebody comes in and starts shooting. I, you, yeah. You know what I mean? I think about it in a grocery store or a gas station. Yeah. I'm like, do I know where the exits are? That's the, exactly. You walk in, you kind of mentally as, assess you know, what's, what's yeah. your situation? Who's in the room? You know, what kind of, you kind of get that, that instant like feeling about people and you're kind of like, okay, I, I got to punch keep, her in the face. Yeah. Like she's going down like a sack <laughs> of shit because I'm going to knock her out. You know, but this guy over here, he's like 250 and he's got tattoos and he's got his pocket. He has a nine mil. He, he's got them. He's got two, two, three. He's got calibers coming out <laughs> in the back of his pants. We know that. But no, right? you do do that. Like I do it. I still yeah. do it. Even when I'm in a theater, I'm like, okay, yes. how could I get out of here quickly? Yeah. What would I do if somebody started shooting? Where would I? Yeah. But. That's part of that situational awareness, and that could be for any emergency or survival scenario. You know, even maybe you get caught in a storm on the mountain or something, or you're lost. You kind of have to have that situational awareness, like, okay, where am I? What's going on? What's my safety? Where yeah. can I? Where can I do this? Right? Is there a fire? I do it at church all the time. I do like, too. Yeah. Oh, there's the like, exit. Yeah. <laughs> can I get out of here early? There's, Is that person going to talk to me? Yeah. <laughs> There's one of the leaders. <laughs> gonna ask me yeah. I'm going to get out that back yeah. door. So if they come around from this side. Yeah. Anyway. And I'm mentally prepared to say no. <laughs> That's my thing. Yeah, <laughs> I just, true. I'm ready to Will say no. you help no. clean? Yes. No. Oh, why'd I do that? I did not prepare well We were enough. just talking about that at work. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you got to yeah. prepare yourself to be, to say no. You have people. to. You said this seriously. It's so true. You know, maybe you're staying in a hotel. There's a fire. You have not prepared. You have not been situationally aware. You don't know where the fire exits are. Yeah. You don't know how to get. You're going to be one of those idiots running around asking people, how do we get out of this place? <laughs> right? Where's the elevator? Do I need to leave my cards for the door? <laughs> yeah. Um, where's my daughter? Where's the towels? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> this is, you know, situational awareness can be key, you know, to the psychology of survival because that's part of that mental aspect of always assessing your situation. And it becomes even more critical, like I said, in a situation where things are going down. Yeah. You know, for sure. Um, uh, there's a there's an acronym that people like to use. I've never really used it, but I'm going to tell you I haven't either, it. honestly. It's called STAPA. Yeah. STAPA. STAPA. <laughs> yeah. So the cognitive capacity to think, plan, and assess are crucial for survival, obviously. They become restricted when the brain floods the body with adrenaline, cortisol, and other chemical messengers. Yeah. Like uh, Grim mentioned, the, the fight or flight. Yes, with that fear response. And I've felt that before. Have you ever felt that when I all of a sudden you're, you you get scared that something's going on and your body just goes weird? Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> freaking weird, right? You could yeah. feel it. You're like, I remember looking for Bigfoot and yeah. come up on that elk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was the like, moose. Yeah. Or the moose, yeah. My, you didn't even know if it was like an elk or a moose. vision. I was yeah. like, <laughs> Yep. It Got really shaky is. shaky and um, so wet myself. Basically, the fear... It hijacks your body and your mind, and it kind of prevents the normal way of thinking and the normal reactionary behavior that your body does. Like, nothing works normally no. at this point. So it's super important 
for you to try to control the fear response. Yeah. Um, and so this is what this STOPA acronym is. Uh, so the number one is S, you know, sit down. You don't, this might not necessarily always be the best thing <laughs> yeah. to do. If there's a volcano erupting, yeah. let's not sit down for a second and assess. You need to run. Murder coming. Let me think yeah. about this. I don't know. I'm going to sit down. So sit down, which this basically just means slow down for a second. Exactly. Try to figure out what's going on. Take don't a breath. running. Yeah. Sit down. Take a breath is, is your T. So take a deep breath. You know, O is observe your emotional state. You know, recognize what's going on. Yeah. Recognize that you're you're having this fear, fear response. Has taken over, yeah. yeah, I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> but no, observe your emotional state. Just kind of figure out. Okay, I'm not thinking as clear as I probably normally do. So let me chill. And then P is plan your next move. Yeah. So okay, this is kind of that. Uh, um, I've done this before. I've planned this. I know what I need to do. So here's what I'm going to do. Plan it. And then A is act on that plan. Yeah. So stop a. Uh, stop a. Um, one thing I wanted to add at the end of this is, you know, fear is not the same as panic. Exactly. Right. So, um, fear is actually good. Yeah. Most of the yeah. time you have to have that fear response. Cause that's, that's what your body's telling you. If you're fearless, you, you'll probably die. You're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have that fear because it, it, it helps you stay safe most of the time. Yeah. Right. So fear can help us respond to certain deadly situations, but panic reduces the ability to think and plan. And that's that's yeah I like this, it, I like the separation yeah there because you have to have some fear or other you know yeah the fear is what leads me to prepare exactly I don't like, want to be yeah I, I'm I'm terrified of not being prepared hundred percent so. that's exactly what I was I was thinking like if I didn't have fear why would I be a prepper exactly. there's no reason I don't to be a really prepper. care nah, no big deal I want to get through it <laughs> you know I got calibers. I got whatever I need. I'm fine. <laughs> you know, you have to have that fear. Like all of us as preppers, we want to say we don't have fear, but we do. And that's yeah. the reason why. But that's yeah, it's the... usually like when you're talking about something, somebody's like, oh, I'm not worried about it. You're like, yeah. okay, I'm not yeah. talking to you yeah. anymore. Yeah, I'm not worried about you anymore. I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. let you die. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Fear, no, I think that's that's great. Fear can help us respond, but it also produces high levels of stress that cause wear and tear on the body. A normal fear response creates a stress load that is handled by the body in such a way as to maintain balance. But panic prevents the body from coming back to its normal state of functioning. Yeah. And you can see that pe when people panic, they do not think clearly. Um, they, they're making really bad decisions. They're doing things that are going against their better judgment most right. of the time. Right? right. So that's why this mental preparedness can help you avoid the panic. The fear is going to be there most likely, but you've got to be able to get over that um, and avoid the panic situations. That's why I'm such a big proponent of the the emergency plan because you can't panic if you have that. You just do what you've already figured out yeah. you're going to do. Yeah. You know, and that's not necessarily always going to be perfect, but at least you have a framework and then you can kind of assess the situ situation from there. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's written down. Yeah. It's printed on something. Yeah. You you've gone over it before exactly. and you know what you're doing. Exactly. Um and I, and I think, and just a side note, like, I think that one of the biggest problems, too, with society now is, like, stress and discomfort. Nobody wants to learn how to deal with it. Yes. Like, 100%. I see people all the time, I'm just like, okay, you know, they're, they're there for, for stress, and they're there for anxiety, and they want anxiety pills, and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I always talk to them about, you know, what are your triggers, or what's going on, and they're not doing anything else. Like, yeah. We do have an amazing ability to treat with medication and get rid of it, but mm -hmm. you're not learning anything from it. No. And that medication isn't going to be available Dude, man. In, in, in a super bad SHTF, you know? So it's like, if you don't have ways to control that fear and anxiety, mm -hmm. um, 
or have planned to, like it's going to, it'll consume you. You will be worthless for yeah. your, to everybody. hundred percent. So right. it's like, hundred percent anyway. right. But yeah, the, if you don't learn to control just the basics, the panic will just <laughs> ruin <Yes>. you. <laughs> um, another like huge aspect of it is not only does your mind have to be, you know, ready and prepared, but you've also got to have a body that can go along <laughs> with your plan. Yeah. You know, you can't flee, you can't bug out, you can't pack, you know. Uh, yeah, because, you know, mentally, a lot of people, that's where they get lost. They're like, I'm never going to be able to hike or do, I'm not going to be able to bug out because yeah. I can't walk 30 feet without getting winded. Right. So mentally, they're, they've already checked out. They're like, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, never mind. I'm not even going to try like, dual negative feedback exactly yeah but yeah like the conditioning part and it also like this part stresses me out because sure you know i'll, I'll go on the little binge and in weight lift and mm-hmm. and jog for a minute and then i stop and then like it's i've never stuck world. with a great consistent plan and and this probably scares me the most i'm not overweight but yeah. i'm also not conditioned to do what i would expect I need to do. Yeah. Like if I'm bugging out with my family, carrying a kid, carrying a bag, um, going up into the mountains, like on top of the panic. Yeah. And, or the fear. Right. You know, everything is harder at that point. It is. So I remember like just some basic thing of playing paintball in the woods with my friends. Uh Like when your adrenaline's up, yeah. You like, you burn out super fast. Yeah, you're like, breathe. Yeah. Like, you can't breathe. And I'm like, I'm not in this bad a shape. And, and it's not like I was running up and down hills, but just the fear of getting shot uh-huh. and like crouching down. You're not using like good mechanics to, mm-hmm. to rest. And, anyways, it just shows you like, if you don't train for that stuff yeah. and also aren't physically fit, like, it's just going yeah, to be almost that's impossible. That's a mental thing, too. It, it's it's physical and mental that like being able to calm your body down. Yeah, you know You've you gotta, have to have the conditioning, but you also have to be able to think about like I have to chill. Yeah, like that's one thing that jujitsu has really taught me because it's like when we're training yeah, it taught me the hard way. Yeah, when we're training, it's like you know my coach, which is my brother, and I was like, you're gonna train for an hour, so get mentally prepared for that. You can't go balls out for two rounds. And you're done. Yeah. You have to be able to go for that hour. So you you learn. It's one of those things you learn to like, okay, I have to conserve energy. I still don't want to get my ass kicked. Yeah. But I have to conserve that energy and do what I need to to get through this hour of training. It's similar to like you're talking about with the paintball. It's like, oh, I, I know like I need to chill myself down. Yeah, you so get I'm all not... worked up and then you just like. <laughs> then you're you, worthless. You can't rest. Yeah. But yeah, that was, and I haven't done like even close to the training that like Kobe's done or his brother-in-law, but just when I sparred or, you know, when we, mm-hmm. when we rolled or I always say spar, but was that like five minutes or something we did? Yeah. And yeah. It, it like the thing that scared me the most was, was not that I wasn't like physically strong. It was mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, I didn't have the skills, but it was that I wore out Yeah, so fast because I was trying so hard <laughs> Yep. And I could just tell homie was all methodical and just waited. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, that is the freakiest person to fight in the world. Like, that scared the me, hell out of you. It scares me because I'm like, even if I was all bulked up and huge and, Doesn't you know, matter. and you, this guy, you know, he could just wait until you're tired and mm-hmm. then you're done. Well, and they know in like a guy like that, like Chris, he's like 145, 150 pounds, right? Yeah. He knows how to um, hold on and stay safe. Until you're tired. Yeah. And it doesn't take long. Yeah. It's like, like a little cockleburr. You're like trying yeah. to get him off. Yeah. 
And then yeah. you're trying to like make these moves. And I was so wiped out. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't breathe. And then that's when he just spun around in place and then he mm-hmm. was on top. He could just, and it's know. over. Yeah. And, and so the conditioning part is huge. That's why I think it's cool that you guys do so much endurance. Mm. Cause that's that. Yeah. When you're like thinking through things, I'm sure. And can well, slowly make the right moves. And so that's that's the problem too. Like in jujitsu, that I've learned is when you're physically tired, mentally, it's even that much harder to make a right decision. I could, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I believe, it, yeah. And so it, it, you have to condition your your body and your mind kind of at the same time to like work together. Don't get yourself burnt out. But if you do get burnt out, don't make bad decisions because you're tired. You yeah. have to still make the right decisions, <laughs> right. right? Otherwise, you die yeah, or you, you get tapped make, out. You do make decisions based on rest. Exactly. Like, oh, I got to rest. I just got to rest. So I'm going to let him on top of me oh, and do but, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that obviously goes outside of jujitsu or whatever. I mean, that and I did, that, that was part of what I'd mentioned is like self-defense applies hugely here because mm-hmm. you don't only get the physical fitness, like anyway, yeah. but yeah, I, I'm super jealous of like Kobe has become dedicated to that. Cause I'm like, he's getting physical fitness and he's getting a, def- a self-defense skill, which is going to you know, and, be huge. And the thing that a lot of people don't think about, it's mental too. Like, yeah, it makes you mentally tough because I tell you last night, even 45 minutes in, I was like, F this. I don't want to do this anymore. So <laughs> yeah. I have four rounds left. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And so you have to like mentally push through, the push through that. Like, oh, I want to die. I want to throw up and I want to, but you just kind of mentally have to get tougher. And right. I think that mental toughness is so important in an SHGF situation, in a survival yeah. situation. Yeah. I'm sure all those books that you've been reading, those dudes are mentally tough. They, they were are. already They're mentally tough. incredible. Right? Or they have that leader that's mentally tough. Yes, that exactly. Keeps going. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah, if, if, like you were saying, when you're like completely spent, mm-hmm. if you don't have the conditioning or body to do it, you're not going to get that extra 10%. No. If you're physically fit and yeah. you're completely wiped out, I'm sure you've probably felt that. Oh, Where it's like, yes. I can't go any further, but he physically can push a little more. Yep. And some can't. And so that gives you that other benefit of you can push your body further if it's prepared. You definitely and can. It's, was it's it healthy? I think it was David Goggins. Somebody was like, most people... When they quit, when they think that they're dead, they've gone sixty percent of the way. Yeah, your body will go forty percent so more. If you're, yeah, but your brain has to let you do it. Yeah, so it's like this. And if your body thing. really struggles to do it, then your it's t- even your mental's gone. Yeah, exactly. And so the, another aspect of the physical is like you've got to, like you were kind of saying, the mental condition, the meditation portion of it is mm-hmm. like when to rest properly. Yeah. Um, if you're you know, you can easily overdo it and just wipe out a conditioned body mm-hmm. if if the mental aspect is kind of gone there. So absolutely. So you need a healthy body, and also not only for like pushing through these things, but the the ones that survive in like these you know books that I've read, they're usually the ones that can also withstand the stresses on the body, like mm-hmm. freezing environments, poor hydration. If they dehydrated, if they were a healthy physical person, you know, it can go that much longer yeah. when it's completely put to the max test, you know. Mm-hmm. The overweight ones, it even surprises me too, is like in these plane crashes, the ones that are like, you know, military and physically fit, once they they even say, once their mental goes, they're gone, they're even done. if they're physically fit. So, yeah. But you also, if you're physically fit, are going to be able to withstand the freezing, the dehydration, trauma, sickness, starvation. Mm-hmm. Your body's healthier and can withstand a lot more stress. So. Yeah, I agree. Got a lot of stuff there. So um, 
another aspect of this um, is kind of that that ho- the hope aspect, like the will to live. The hope is the big thing, right? Um, so I was reading this thing. It says hope is a combination of optimism and realism. So you kind of like have realism to, part. yeah, the, you have to kind of. This is the Can't belief. Just be yeah optimistic. Hey, everything's and, great. Yeah. It's not going to be no big deal. You kind of have to have that realism with it as well. So it's it's the belief in surviving while accepting the reality of the situation. Cuz you have to you have to be able to like say, "Okay, this sucks. We were in a terrible situation. We're in a terrible situation, but, yeah. but I think we can get through it and here's how we're going to do it." You yeah. have to have that mental yeah. um awareness and in that mental that pathway of like we can do it it's gonna effing suck but we can do it yeah. right um some people absolutely do not have this in their mental toolbox there's many people i know of <laughs> that um <laughs> they're just like why would i want i don't want to live yeah i no. just don't want to um it's going to be too bad um they're just like if an shtf situation hits they're just going to lose hope and as soon as you lose hope your survival rate is going to drastically oh reduce. Oh my gosh, yeah. Right? If you're just like, eh, what, what does it matter? I'm going to die. I'm yeah. just going to die. You can't have that attitude. You have to be optimistic and you have to you have to continue to move forward realistically but optimistically. Um, you know, and as, as preppers, I think we understand these situations better than most, right? We understand what's going on. That kind of gives us that reality check that like, okay, things are going down, but... We have that hope because we've gone over this. We know how to survive it, right? We we know the framework of getting through all these types of events. You know, whether it be like we, we talked about a volcano, an asteroid, a fire, we know what the framework is to get through it. So it's like we should have that hope all the time because we know. Yeah. A lot of people don't even understand the situation. They don't understand right. what they have to do to get through it, right? So um, and then us as preppers. We should all have this hope because why would we be prepping if we didn't have hope we could right. get through it, right? And and that will to live. There's really no reason to prep if you're not interested in surviving. Yeah. So if you're here listening, and some to just this, don't want to be comfortable, like uncomfortable. Yes. So they're like, screw it, you know. Yeah. Why would you want to live like if that? I'm gonna lose, you know, a vehicle and I have to walk to town for food and yeah, I don't have internet. You know, it's like, well, you, if you don't want to, then. <laughs> You know, yeah, that's your own choice. I don't know what to tell you. We're but not going to help you along. You're probably not going to make it. Yeah, <laughs> because if you can't accept that and you can't have hope that it's going to be okay, like that's just worse than death. Right. Okay, it really is. You're yeah. dead. So, anyways, just that's just You're kind of another aspect. Dead. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the people you kill. Yeah, but yeah, it's, that's kind of another aspect of that is is the hope aspect. You know, in that will to live aspect. Right. So, speaking of having hope. Mm. When you go online, you're susceptible to many things. You are. Pirates. Mm. Porn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> porn pirates. Ad, <laughs> ads that yeah. you click on, and mm. there goes your life savings. Mail enhancement. So you Down want the drain. You want to have hope again and go online and be safe. And there's a way mm. you can do that. You can get Surfshark. Mm. It is a virtual private network that can protect you mm. and all of your mechanical digital devices that connect to an internet. Yep, Game Boy, Neo Geo, you know all the cool refrigerator, refrigerator. Yeah, <laughs> um, but but literally, you can protect them all through if you put it in through your router, which I'm going to do at some point and show you. But anyways, um, you basically can go Gray Man online. It doesn't link your IP address to you and your information. You can go and connect to a server in France and watch France's cool online services who knows what those are yeah or you can watch the netflix in the uk because it's putting your computer as if it were in that country yeah pretty cool um 
it's a really simple app. It's clean. You just click one button, join a server, and then you're protected. It's as easy as that. If you don't know how it works and you want to try it out, you get 30 days for free. Money yeah. back, guaranteed, if you don't like it. Um, the thing I like the most is, like I said, it connects. It's a, One subscription will cover all your devices. You don't have to buy only five licenses for five computers. You know? Yeah. And um, you can't not find one that is, is this inexpensive. For less than 60 bucks, you get 27 months of complete coverage of going online and do whatever you want, not worrying about your computer being exposed online. Uh, you're kind of dumb. You exposed really. your computer to her? Because <laughs> if you use the internet, and I bet you do, because mm. you downloaded this podcast. That's right. Seriously, mm. consider getting uh, the best way to protect your device online, Surfshark VPN. Go to surfshark.deal slash preppers. Try it for 30 days. Mm-hmm. And 60 bucks covers 27 months. The world's not even going to last that long. No, you might as well get it. It's going to so, be a good deal. Yeah. Uh, the link is in the show notes, so go check it out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the kind of on the kind of goes along with hope is you've got to have the right attitude, the positive attitude. Um, unbreakable. If you, you know, the pilot that was that crashed in the ocean got became a hostage of the Japanese empire. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a great book if you ever get a chance to read it, but they figure he, you know, he was able to do all those things because he did have a positive attitude. He was just naturally, um, somebody that looked at the good in things. Um, did he complain? He did like the book is kind of good because it, it talks about he hated like these certain Japanese guys that were Mm -hmm. doing this stuff. And I wanted to just mention that because um, being a positive person doesn't mean that you're just like that annoying person that's like happy about everything. It's yeah. like, don't look at the bright, you yeah. know, the downside. I think it's more somebody that has like good empathy and can can really help the scenario in terms of like they can associate and they know like this is a terrible, like you were saying, mm. this is a this is a horrible situation and we're uncomfortable. This sucks, but. The positive is that, you know, we're alive mm-hmm. and we have a plan and we're just going to wait it out. And if that doesn't work, we're going to go like, it makes a huge difference. And, and you're just always driven to like help others and, and, and do good things. I think one of the hardest things with prepping too, um, is that a lot of people think that as preppers, you know, we're cynics, we, because yeah. you look at all the shows on, like Walking Dead, and like uh-huh. all of them show society turning into a cesspool. It's never good. And I, I can't say I don't feel like it probably could go that way, mm-hmm. but like studies and, and history have shown that people do come together in yeah. these times to help each other. So like, it, I'm, I'm probably a cynic just because I feel like people are constantly taking advantage of everybody. But I think when everybody is in a scenario that's life-threatening, that puts them in an uncomfortable situation, you're going to turn to other people. Yeah. And so, um, even though I am probably a cynic, I don't <laughs> think I'm going to be, I, I'm not that way in real life. Like if somebody comes to me, I have the problem just like my wife of saying, no, you know, yeah, I'll help them. And I think this positive reaction and, and this motivation is, is huge for your mental health and to, to push through whatever, you know, nasty scenario that you're in. Um, so not all preppers are those types. I think most aren't, but there's definitely the ones that are like, I'll shoot you if you get on my lawn. Yeah. Oh yeah. Idiots. Um, but there, 
the uh, being pessimistic, you know, and just constantly complaining and constantly finding the bad is just uh, your, your, your mental ability is going to just spiral and nobody's going to want to work with you and be around you. Yeah. Well, it's it, going to drive your family yeah. down and all of you. Yeah. It, there's just no, there's no direction if you just keep on that path. And so. it doesn't, it doesn't help you in any way in a survival situation. No. Like it, it just doesn't. doesn't, you know. And that's like, like helping others too kind of gives you that sense of like, you yeah. know, of protection of, you know, I'm helping them. I would expect they'll probably help me and mm-hmm. it usually happens that way. So it kind of reciprocates and it's just like you do have to go into these with caution and there's no problem with you complaining about it kind of, you know, or basically going along with people, you know, I think the ones that are harder that are like, don't, you know that they're struggling too, but they just like, don't want to admit it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think it's better to just to be positive about it and say, you know, mm-hmm. this sucks. I, I agree with you. Um, you're going to be stronger mentally if you have that positivity and try and like help each other and things like that. So that just kind of goes along with that mm-hmm. hope. I mean, if you don't have any hope and you don't really care, then you're going to be a negative piece of crap and you're just going to like good luck fall apart yeah. and and no one's going to want to help you. You're not going to help yourself. You're going to be one of the first to die. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. Um, another aspect that, that a lot of people like to talk about in survival situations that I'd, we were going to maybe do this and maybe not do it, but it's luck. Um, it's really hard to talk about luck in these situations, right? I put those skills on fallout. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, in those survival games, luck is kind of part of it, right? And luck does play a role in a lot of this stuff, but you know, experts say, don't really put emphasis on luck because how do you do that? Say, well, I'm I'm relying on luck. I'm a lucky person. I'm a lucky person. It's all going to be fine. Yeah. You know, and I guess that's not a bad, like, outlook, but... I think it does <laughs> apply to that positivity. Yeah, it does. But, yeah, if you don't rely yeah. 100% on, like, it'll work out, I'm lucky. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, people basically, people make their own luck. You know, to simply rely on it, it's just not a great thing yeah. to you can't you still have to prepare you still have to have knowledge you still have to have ability you still have to have that um willingness and ability to adapt to yeah. to situations otherwise the luck doesn't really do you any good right you, you have to have some something going on up, up mentally and physically and um that's that's going on um i think like you said that that part of just people make their own luck yeah of like yeah finding the good in things and mm-hmm. finding like man i'm glad that you know I'm carrying a 22 and not a yeah 45 because <laughs> I don't know why. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You're going to take advantage of those lucky situations better if you're prepared. Yeah. Right? And if you're looking for them. Uh, yeah, if you're uh, looking for them. Like, it's going to just bring up your, you know, motivation. You're just like, oh, man, I did find what I was looking for. Oh, that was lucky. I'm lucky I found this. Yeah, but it's also, it's also that, um, I think seeing luck is another one of those aspects of that psychology of having that optimistic outlook yeah. oh that was lucky yeah you know oh man yeah now we could do it we got this we got this otherwise you'd be like well i guess we got this that's something you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean yeah um no but I, th- I think taking advantage of those situations when they come having the right attitude having the ability to um y- you know act on the luck when it comes yeah you know yeah. In, in a positive way is is a big deal so um it's an aspect to think about but it's mentioned in a lot of different like um books and articles of survival mentality yeah but i think like you said people make their own luck and then they're also the ones to recognize the luck exactly yeah because i know plenty of people that just recognize 
the unlucky. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, well, I just got screwed here. I'm, just, I'm the most unlucky person in the world. Yeah. But yeah, um, the, uh, the other, one of the other key things is, um, to like the mental strength too, is I'm trying to think there's, there's, I think they made a movie out of it too. There's two like, uh, mountain climbers and one of them had to cut the other loose. Like they got tangled. It wasn't like a cliffhanger up. or something. No, they remember that happening. Yes. Cliffhanger? <laughs> yes. But it, it really happened. And, and the guy that got cut loose, you know, he tumbled down, busted his leg and fell into like a, a deep crevasse. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, there's a movie about it. It's like, a, huh. but he crawls out of that. And like when it, goes into like the details of the things that he went through mm-hmm. is and you, and you see in the in the film too that he's like super frustrated and pissed and but um he he like organized himself into these small tasks mm-hmm. like this day you know I'm going to crawl this far I'm going to try and crawl up on this like if you look yeah. at the long term scenario and uh, like man yeah. how are we going to get back to having internet and lights on mm-hmm. like yeah. you're not getting no, anywhere it's, it's like yeah. i want to go to a concert again like, <laughs> yeah. no you need water and you, you see food. that a ton with like covid it's like yeah. oh i'm so sick i can't fly out and yeah. go down to barbados this year cuz blah 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 yeah um and and this is a different scenario but i mean like yeah. in these hardcore ones if you don't have the organizational skills of like okay we're going to we're going to have small tasks and lining up tasks for your group too like the kids can do you know we need to go through and count how many calories cuz Kobe likes to do that kind I of do, thing I do love it's my favorite thing like on a weekend <laughs> you got nothing going on you guys bored huh well i got some calories for <laughs> Let's you count calories but setting up those small tasks and those small goals mm-hmm. distracts your mind Mm-hmm. makes it feel like you're achieving something when you you know you complete those small little little things and not look at the long term because you just can't see that far. it's There's so no hard to way. do that it it's is even like business hard. and stuff like you you have like a year revenue goal or something like that how do you start looking at that in february it's so hard yeah. it's like i'm never gonna get there but if you go month by month or week by week yeah boom boom, boom you're like oh i'm making progress yeah things are happening so you those, know? those same things apply yeah. to a survival scenario. Mm-hmm. If you don't do that, and you, yeah, and you just look at what you wish it were, and and mm-hmm. hopefully it gets back to like you don't get anything done. And idleness is like the worst thing yeah. for your mind. Just like you just sit and like pull everything in, make it smaller. Like I have these people in my house. This is the things we got to worry about. How do we get through it? Yeah. Don't worry about everything that's going on everywhere else, right? Exactly. You just got to figure out, okay, here, this is what we got to figure out. Yeah. Little tiny steps to get us through this. Right. You know? And it's like we talked about in the in the last minute preps of like, mm-hmm. you know, um, when this, whatever happens, you know, to go back through your, your rations, well, not your rations, but your survival food, like how much do we have? How mm-hmm. long will we be exactly? Mm-hmm how much water, then you know what your status is. It gives you something to do. Mm-hmm. And it also gives you those little small tasks of like, okay, if I do make a run into town, yeah. I'm going to get a few more of these things that I know I'm short on. So those those little organizational bits and like breaking things down into the tiny little goals yep. and tasks, is it's very healthy for your, for your mind. And it just keeps things flowing. And uh, the other thing is being able to adapt. Yeah. Like if you can't, change your if you can't deal with a change in your lifestyle now you're absolutely nobody likes change but if you're uncomfortable to a fact where you never change anything Mm -hmm. and i guarantee you 
an SHTF is going to change things. It's not going to be fun. It's there's just no direction for you if you don't have a plan to like adapt to that scenario and and know how to like make things functional and use yeah. your skill sets. It's like is you know and like I talk about emergency plans all the time. Best laid plans doesn't always work out. Yeah, like that might get thrown right out the window. You have to be able to adjust right, right. on the fly as things are going on. I was funny. I was thinking about. 127 hours it's like that dude yeah. had to really adapt to what was going on right like he was gonna die yeah it's like so what did he he didn't want to cut off his arm but right. like you had to to survive you know is an uncomfortable situation to say the least but yeah that's an adapt you know adaptation in a survival scenario massive adaptation. massive that's obviously to the extreme but, but you do have to you have to, to be able to do something like, like that through to doing survive Mm-hmm. The uh, like just us going up, we hadn't had rain for like 17 mm-hmm. years. Yep, and we're like, let's go up and just you know try out some of our gear. Yeah, take our bags up on the mountain, and it freaking poured. And yeah. so we mm-hmm. wanted to take some pictures and try some stuff out. And we're like, well, we're just gonna have to do it because it's not letting up. Yep. And and I can guarantee you that time, like I've always said, it's either gonna be billion degrees when you have to bug out or it's going to be in the middle of winter yep. or a rainstorm or something it's not going to be a comfortable walk through yeah. you know practice scenario like it's going to be probably most likely that sounds very pessimistic <laughs> doesn't it <laughs> yeah but like expecting yeah. the hard mm-hmm. difficult things and being able to just adapt to that okay well we'll just work through it this way yep. we're going to do this and Maybe you're you reduce what you were planning down to smaller little. Okay, we're just going to go two miles today because yeah. there's no way we can go that fifteen to the location we want. But that's something that you just have to like plan ahead of time and expect to do, yeah. and be comfortable with doing that. Like that, it's easy to get caught up in like being very um, plan oriented, yeah. and if that plan like we talk about all the time, changing it, you know, have a plan B, C, D, because you're going to probably have mm-hmm. to change something. And if you aren't willing to adapt or you're not prepared to adapt, just like, yeah. you know, we always talk, then there's just, it's going to take away all that mental drive. And yeah. So basically plan to change your plans. Like kind you of have is to get ready way. for it, yeah. you know? But yeah. And then when that happens, the easiest thing to do is just break it into smaller bites, you mm-hmm. know, just like, Little bits at a time. You don't. How do you need eat to, an elephant? You don't camera. need to survive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One bite at a time. That's exactly what it is. That's how you got to do. You don't it. need to survive the whole apocalypse in the same day. <laughs> yeah, you just got to survive the day. Yeah, and then move on. Right. So it's just it's a really good way mentally to look at it. Yeah. It's the only way. Well, it's just again, I keep going back to jujitsu. I probably should stop, but I'm like, okay, I got to get through this round. No, I think I have to get through this round. You're trying to survive out yeah. there. Yeah, and I know I have 45 minutes left. But if I can get through this round, I have a minute rest. I know that. You know, okay, I got through that. Now I got to get through this round. You can't look. I got 16 rounds. I got rounds. two hours. You know, <laughs> I, got I got eight six... hours to get through work. Exactly. That doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Church is over in an hour and 45 minutes. It's you have true. to take it by little bits. Yeah, if you look at the full yeah, amount. For sure. But yeah, no, it, there's so much. There's so much to survival psychology. I mean, there's people a lot. have studied years and yeah. years on it. There's books mm-hmm. specifically on, I mean, this is a teeny little bit yeah. of all the aspects of it mm-hmm. but some of the key ones that we felt you know yeah or what you're gonna have to go go through for sure um guys today's podcast is brought to you by the fine folks at tack pack they are the only monthly tactical subscription box with useful professional grade stuff inside use our code 
casual preppers and get a free separate bag set of EDC gear along with your first month's tack pack. Head to tackpack.com. Use our code casual preppers. I think we actually have a tack pack to look we at do. today, don't we? We might as well look at it as we're talking about it. You want to know what's inside? Let's figure it out. Right All right. Now. The first item is the Tack Belts EDC belt. Um, Cam says he already has one of these. And I do. Have you used it? Have you used it yeah. much? Yeah. Cool. I have it on awesome. my shorts. Yep. That's pretty sweet. Then, then we have the first line cleaning shorts. pen applicator. Your capris. You yeah. got them on your capris. <laughs> this is the applicator. Yeah, here. the applicator pen. So it's great for, you know, oil. Getting it on. Applying it. Yeah, exactly. And then we have the first line cleaning oil um, that goes along right with it. So nice. that's good. Then we have the tactical mug, and it's a sexy. You know what I use this stuff? Like we've had different, yeah. like little, almost all of it's used in my freaking door hinges. That was it. <laughs> Drives me freaking. <laughs> when they're, yeah. So there you go. If you want door nice. hinge oil, you can get it. Tactical mug, um, and it's got tack back on it. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, this one looks, looks good, cool. doesn't it? it Pull it out and show the fine folks on YouTube. Yeah, it's even got a lid. Yeah, boom, sexy. Look at that. It's pretty cool. I like it. Then we got the JP spring kit, and then there is also a free uh, set of earplugs for you. You always need those. Just oh, yep. throw those in your truck because one day you're gonna need them. Yep. Just pop Absolutely. two of them right before you start. Yep. Getting involved in some right before heavy you start yep. hearing stuff. Exactly. <laughs> heavy hearing. <laughs> heavy hearing. Um, we also have a Going Gear EDC club to take a look at today as well. And those are always fun to check out, you know. Where's your stuff in here? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so the first item in the Going Gear EDC club is the Kaiser Mini Doman. $55 knife. Um, I've got a couple of Kaiser knives, and I, I've always, I've liked all of them. Um, they're kind of cute. That one is cool. Yeah. Ooh. That's like a perfect little EDC knife. Yeah, it's nice. Ooh. And then there is the Colby valve. Oh. Not the Kobe valve. Colby valve. Well, so this is a replacement is really. valve. Um, With the L. Yep. You just don't know it. Exactly. Then we have the Knight Nidles S binder side lock. So it's like a little uh, um, side lock. Yeah. Thing. Lots of things. And then we have the knife pivot lube as well. Yeah. So that's the Going Gear EDC Club. We got a lot of stuff. Super Great useful. Stuff. And then we also have a crate club. Um, and along with this crate club, we have an announcement. Is that we're going to really? give away one of these. We got two of them this month. They gave they gave us another one to do a giveaway with. No freaking joke. So um, we're going to set that up here in the next week or so. Look, Sweet. Follow the social medias because these things. Are we telling them what's in it? Yeah, we're going to tell them what's in it. Um, these things are awesome. Um, and you're going to want to win this sucker because it's a beast of a box. Um, so we'll go over what's in it right now as soon as Cam finds the paper. There it is. There it is. Uh, this is the Crate Club. Um, the first item is the Peltor Sport Tri-Flange Reusable Earplugs. So these are like legit earplugs, man. Yeah, they go in deep. They go in deep and they stay They're in flanged. deep. They're flanged. Yeah, exactly. So you're going to love those in your ears. Yep. And then we have the Salty Britches Chafing Ointment. Um, this I actually have in my bug out bag. Have you put it on any chafing areas? I have not yet, but I have I know, it there I in case I need saying it. saying you put it in there. I haven't put it. Yeah, I figure, you know, on a long bug out, I'm going to get chafed. Sue's chafing and blister drain, yeah. rucking, amphibious operations. Mm -hmm. And I, I figure I'm going to be doing a lot of amphibious operations probably, <laughs> most likely. Pretty sure. Yeah, it's Out coming. here in the high desert. Yep. And then we have the Battletech Concealment Holster. This is a cool little holster that you can put under a desk or... um big one? Yeah. Probably, no, no, no. Um, yeah, there she blows. 
So you can oh, conceal yeah. a gun under a desk or a table or, or a chair, anything. Yeah. You can do it. It's pretty cool. School. Then we have and the- They love guns at school. Yeah, take it to school with you. Um, then we have the Ready Hour 72-Hour Meal Kit, and you can't get enough of this stuff. Seriously. Bro. Done. You already survived 72, for 72 hours. hours. Yeah. Boom. Welcome to survival, people. <laughs> then we have the Pull Start Fire Starter. Um, we have personally used these. They work fantastic. They work yeah. well. Not right. only are they fun, yeah, but they work really But they well. actually work, yep. Yeah. And then we have the Gear Aid Bury Knife. Uh, you can bury it like a cash if you want. <laughs> I'll bury this in your belly. <laughs> yeah, bury this in your liver. See how you like yeah, that. That's a cool knife. Yeah, it's way cool. Then, this thing is awesome. We've got one of these before, too. The Gerber Freescape Saw. Yeah. This is a nice camp saw that breaks down, and Gerber makes great stuff. Yeah. How often can you freaking carry a bow saw, huh? Mm, not very often, unless you got this unless thing. Unless you got this thing. Then we have the Nikron B70 Anglehead Rechargeable Flashlight. We have this one as well, and these, these are actually pretty cool this flashlights. This is in my backpack that I take back and forth to work. Yeah. Like, it's my honestly one of my favorite flashlights just because of that mm -hmm. little head that spins around and can be pointed at 90. Yeah, it's nice. It's like the it's the flashlight on, um, uh, oh my gosh. The Last what, of Us? The Last of Us, That's yeah, right. That they keep clipping on their jackets. Uh -huh. Yep, exactly. I'm like, I didn't know they made lights <laughs> like that. Yeah, I love this light. Okay, then we have the Lord and Field Bushcraft Grill Set. This thing is actually pretty sweet, um, and we love Lord and Field Lord with and all Field. of our hearts. It has 16 billion silica gel in That's there. That's right, just in case. But yeah, good stuff. Everybody likes a grill. Then we have the Revolt Remove Knife, and this is a great knife that has a gut hook in the handle. Uh, great for hunting, um, skinning, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I like the grip yeah. on this one. Kydex sheath, pretty nice. Yeah. Sweet little knife. And then the last item, this one it probably feels the best in my hand of a lot any of the knives we've gotten in a long time. And this is the Fox Edge Done Deal Knife. Um, really cool. Uh, this is a great knife. Fox Edge makes super sharp stuff. It's sharp right out of the box. So we You can have all that. This can all be yours, but you've got to go follow us on the social medias, which which means TikTok, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Go follow us. We're gonna set up a, a giveaway sometime next week, probably. This is awesome. And we'll let you know how to get there. Yeah. All right. No. It's time for the quick and dirty medical tip. There is none today. <laughs> okay. Because um, don't I was like, yourself. we had a whole bunch of freaking uh, yeah. okay. reviews and stuff. So <laughs> I skipped it. That's fine. That's no biggie at all. <laughs> I was gonna warn you. That's all right. You guys are all prepared now. I've got mm -hmm. your notebooks out. And guess what? Not happening. Yeah, take take ibuprofen if you're feeling sore. Yeah. yeah. That's a great follow tip. your local local regulations mm. on COVID. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Yep. Um, thanks, guys. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Appreciate you guys subscribing. Please follow us on all the social medias. We love you and stay survived.